0: Welcome to Blammo, a podcast exploring the world of fashion and culture with the personalities that shape it. My guest this week is Chris Black. Chris is the man behind done-to-death projects and public announcement. For most folks, Chris is the guy your cool friends get their information from. He's the guy who knew about that brand before you and had heard that record before you. He's opinionated, but well-spoken. A man of many layers, and as you'll hear on the pod in a bit, one hell of a renaissance man. I first met Chris at a Gantt Rugger event. Oh, you guys remember Gantt Rugger? When he was managing the 2010 blogger obsessed band, U.S. Royalty. Ever since, I've watched how his hot take attitude and hilarious Twitter commentary propel him into the center of cool kid culture. Chris and I spoke about the rise of merch culture, New York versus L.A., his love of John Mayer, and the art of the hustle. We go all over the place on this one, but in all honesty, it's a bit like Chris's personality and breadth. This guy's in everything. So without further ado, here's my talk with Chris Black.
1: It, it's not Christopher Black. It's just Chris Black. It's Christopher Black, um, biblically and on a birth certificate. But no, it's Chris Black. Yeah. And you don't go by CB. I do actually. Some, I mean, some people call me that. I sign my emails like that. CB. Yeah. Which I, I don't. I don't even know how that started. But so some people have referred to me as that. Yeah.
0: Do you uh, M dash sign
1: M dash CB? Well, now C? now that the, I mean, we we've on the public announcement website. There's this whole M dash technology thing that yeah. that my partner james and i came up with so um the m dash has made a a lot more strides in my communication um he's a design guy so he's always used it because he like likes the way it looks right um i was not i never used it so uh i do use it now though m dash is dope as fuck i i don't even know what it um (laughs) like when i use that i don't know what it makes people think about me you know mm, what i mean i don't or know ellipses after after their name yeah i don't know what it all means but it's usually just like visual if i like it or not
0: yeah you know so uh a little secret fact that is not even a secret uh david bowie doesn't use capitalization in any of his writing interesting yeah he'll use periods he uses punctuation, punctuation no capitals i'm not sure i don't you know is there a philosophy uh no i i well i think like someone asked him once was like you know, like, why don't you capitalize of your stuff? Yeah. And he just said, like, it looks better this way. And, like, the Fair. thing is, I wanted a better response from yeah. David Bowie by saying, like, oh, no, true beauty or, like, Ziggy would do this. But just him <laughs> be like, oh, you know, I, I like it better. Like, you're kind of like, oh, well,
1: okay. I mean, there's a lot of choices that, that I make for sure just because I'm like, oh, that's the be- that's better. Yeah, I, I, It's all arbitrary, of course, but I'm just like, that's better. So yeah. I'm going to do it that way. M-Dash is better.
0: M-Dash is better. So... I really wanted to get you on the pod because of a bunch of reasons. One, I think you uh, are—you exist in multiple dimensions within the world of fashion, menswear, and commentary. Sure, I want to be very—that's being polite. No, no, no. But like, because you have done to death, yeah. Which is, we'll get deep into this, but like loosely, done to death is your production company.
1: Yeah, it's an agency, more or less. Okay. I mean, I, I started out in the music business, um, so uh, yeah, my email address has represents in it, which is obno- obnoxious. No, it's not. It's long, and <laughs> tedious, uh, but yeah, so um, it's, it's basically an agency, though. We do whatever, you know.
0: Yeah, and in, before we sat down and started recording, we were talking a little bit about this, and you were like, yeah, I haven't, like, you hadn't really had some type of corporate America job. Like, you are, you're yeah. the renaissance man.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's so it's crazy, I guess, to watch how the world has. I'm like old enough. I'm 34, and I feel like I have a lot of perspective now. Okay. Uh, in some ways, and how it's like no one wants a job now. Like, no, everyone wants to be freelance. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. everyone wants to do. Um, everyone wants 1099s. Yes, yes. And, and which, <laughs> look, I, I've, I dropped out of high school and I worked retail, and then I started managing a band, and then just kind of took it from there. And I, so I've just never. Uh, I wouldn't say needed, but I never, it wasn't urgent, you know, at any point to like go get a job, job, um, capital J job, capital J. So the, the, um, the 1099 lifestyle is something I'm very familiar with. Uh, but I think the stomach for it comes with time. Right. Um, and I, I don't think some of these new jacks, uh, are ready for it.
0: No, 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 absolutely not. um, I think people go to legal Zoom <laughs> <Yeah, dude>. and, <laughs> and they say, oh yeah, like, how do I, you know, not pay tax on these things? Yeah. And they think they can write off their apartment rent like of
1: their entire, yeah, rent. The entire, rent. yeah, the entire rent, not yeah. not not a quarter, the yeah, entire yeah. thing.
0: They're just like, oh, I write off my whole rent. Yeah, dude, I even write off my gas bill because, like, <laughs> you know. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who the you hell's your can lawyer? do that, I guess. I'm sure. I'm sure you can do something, but I don't know if people allow it. I don't know if um, Uncle Sam is going to do it.
1: Sadly, my father is an accountant. So, um, oh,
0: so you got that? Is he th- that inside
1: CPA track? No, he he doesn't push it like I want him to. To be honest, <sighs> he's not. He's I also. think Think that he's it, he's in Atlanta. He's not in New York, so that you know he might be a little more scared of the rules. Okay, you know, he's not over here at the big boys,
0: right? Yeah, <laughs> this is this is, <laughs> this is big boy town. Um, about big boy town, how did you get here? End up here because earlier, you just said you dropped out of high school and you were working retail.
1: What's yeah. what was little CB? <sighs> I mean, he's an asshole. Uh, no, I worked like? at um, I worked at a store called Standard that was kind of the the cool streetwear store of Atlanta in the um you know, early to mid two thousands. It's still there. Okay. Um and the the owner of that store for shot is kind of a mentor to me in a lot of ways. But so he him and his brother, their background, they had owned Versace stores in Lenox Square Mall um in the nineties. So okay. if, if you can imagine how cool that is. Like, yeah. I mean they're literally counting money. Biggie and Elton yeah, John yeah. were customers. Um yeah. so he opened this store and at the time, you know, it was it was like you know all the Nike shit and Billionaire Boys Club had just come out and oh, Fred yeah Perry it was it was very Y3 it was very cool um and I just so his for Shaw's brother for Sheed um <laughs> That's right. Yeah, uh, I, I was
0: just in my head. I was like, is it okay to make a joke? No, no, it's it's <laughs> I've made many.
1: His brother for who's older um was around and he was very, you know, he was doing it. He had the Porsche and like you could just tell it was popping and he managed the car to, phone. He made yeah, but yeah. It wasn't that long ago. Oh, okay, Startech. Startech maybe. <laughs> Sidekick actually is what we had. Oh, respect. Uh, yeah. Uh for managed the band Collective Soul. Who you maybe familiar uh. with? huh. Um so was he a religious guy? No 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 no. Okay.
0: I just know the collective soul kids were uh You know they're not really. Oh. I mean I think it's like
1: I think some loose I just heard theme- some glass break in the uh, background. Yeah right. I think some loose themes might have creeped in oh, but I think okay. it's just it's very um uh, you know, it's meant for interpretation. Sure, say, you know, yeah. Uh, so that anyway, varsity blues thing, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> they, if they were real Christians, they would never license that to varsity yeah, blues. Get out of here, uh, for Sheed. So just being around him and seeing that that was like a real job, because mm-hmm. I came from a music. You know, I was very involved in music and punk and hardcore in high school, so I, I was very involved in this scene. But making money like that for real, I didn't. I, you know, seeing it um, illustrated to me by a person that I knew and liked and who was willing to kind of show me the ropes, um, introduced that idea as like a career option. Right. Because I did not have any, uh, any grand plans, uh, at that point in my life. Um, so he just kind of, you know, and so the guys, the band was called cartel. Um, uh-huh. and they were guys that i had grown up with since I was like a child, like elementary school. Um, and so you just naturally started managing these guys. I mean, I kind of was like, here's, i'm doing this like we're gonna do this okay and they were like because it was happening to some extent already but they you know they wanted some they wanted help you know um so i just kind of like said we're doing it and we did it (laughs) it wasn't i mean it wasn't um uh we had a good ride and it was really crazy for like a year and a half it was like really really crazy um just to be that young and to like how old are you 24 24 and i I mean at 24 and i was like quote in charge unquote you know what i mean right so it's like a little more um and i i always say this when i think back on our talk about it um you know when you're at that stage and you're signing to like we we did two records with epic so it was like sony at the time okay um you know at, at the early stages everybody wants you fired like the record label, everybody's like, Who's this fucking bozo? Get this guy out of here, we'll get you like a real manager, you know. Right. Um, and the guys in the band were would just not do it. They're very loyal. Um, and that that is rare. You know, a lot of times you do get kicked out or you're forced to like partner with some fucking old guy. You yeah. know? Um so we yeah, anyway, we did two records with Epic. We did a reality show with MTV. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which I've talked about some and interestingly, it's the it's um it's called it was called band in a bubble and it was um four episodes and it was the 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 premise is the band lived inside of a biodome that was built on pier 59 um for 27 days while they recorded their album
0: oh my god i think i remember this because i was in new york at this time yeah
1: i i wasn't the, the sponsors were kfc dr pepper mtv walmart, right. walmart. Well, of course, it was tight Someone's I mean that part's pay for tight. that yeah, that was tight um, but we did that um, and that was kind of uh that was an experience for sure, and it didn't do very well, but anyway the the it's the tenth anniversary of that, and this this like millennial girl wrote this whole article about it for thrillist, weirdly oh and I somebody sent it to me, and I was like this is it, it was. That he got destroyed. You know what I'm saying? Like the show got destroyed. Right. I got destroyed. The band got destroyed. The record kind of got destroyed just because people couldn't separate the show from the record and, and just the this girl had spun it like, because it was all webcams and you could like watch 24 hours a day. Yeah. She's like David like, Blaine style yeah, stuff. Yeah. But she was like, these guys were just ahead of the curve on live streaming. And I was like, you're right. God damn it. That's what we were doing. I didn't even realize it at yeah. the time, you know? So she, she had spun it. And I hadn't heard um anything positive about that in so long that i was like psyched i was i was yeah, i was <laughs> <laughs> i was skipping around town that day when i when it was re reframed for me in that way you know that's sick
0: yeah so you're managing a band the band obviously has some success yeah when when do you come to new york
1: i come to new york like after probably 2007 okay eight okay because the record hit the the, the the second record had come out, I think. My timeline's a little fucked up. But yeah, the second record had come out, and it was still going okay. You know, they were still touring. It was doing okay. But the second record just didn't, didn't do what it needed to do. Right. So we got out of the Epic Records deal and then signed another deal with Windup. Who, okay. Who is famous for their... Oh, role. I know Windup. I know, but the listener might not. Creed. <laughs> Creed. <laughs> yeah. Who they made, I mean, they made a fortune.
0: Because it was based like an, out
1: of Florida, right?
0: that label no they're, out they're here point.
1: they're they're like weird old new yorkers it's a couple who hate each other oh and they have an amazing apartment uptown that's got like warhols in it it's crazy that
0: sounds pretty normal it's, it, it's one of the <laughs> weird. they didn't they didn't like me
1: that was not a good i it was just the sony thing was so like sexy and big time like what i thought it would be right and this was like oh okay oh <laughs> like, wow i mean they had money and the resources but it just wasn't that big time like Hollywood shit that I liked. Okay, I mean it was it was step down. Um, Okay, and then but that record came out, and then I was kind of done at the end of that. Right. Um, with that whole thing, and I at that time, I started working with Vice in like the early days. Okay. Um, on a tequila product called Hornitos Tequila. Yeah. Uh, and I was like the face of Hornitos Tequila. We would do, (laughs) this guy John McSwain and I, uh, who's a good friend of mine to this day. He's like a director and an editor and he and I would fly like around the country and do these videos that I was the host of. So it'd be like, I mean the dumbest shit you could possibly think of. Like I, it was supposed to just be like funny kind of. So we went to the world championships of dog surfing in San Diego, for example. Okay. <laughs> and I would like fake interview a dog and just dumb, you know what I mean? Just dumb shit. Um, and we did that. I did that for like a few years, actually. That was a pretty fun one. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah it's weird. It's so weird. Well, this is the early days of like Facebook. This is like. The early days of companies spending money specifically for like content, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a good one. We yeah, so we did a lot of funny stuff with that.
0: And then I also you can correct me on any of this stuff. Sure. So half the stuff I know from you is from other people, and Great. Then the other half is from my own BS googling. Sure. Uh, so you managed Jake Davis.
1: I did work with Jake. Yes, Jake and Jake Davis to this day is one of my best friends. I see him all the time.
0: Do you? So okay, and that. I remember because around that time, that was the whole test shot. Yeah, that movement. was the, that was the this era, is, the movement. Exactly, yeah. it was a damn movement. It was. I know it Un- really was. It was
1: unbelievable. It really was.
0: Um, and also, it was kind of this this birth of menswear fashion using other forms of media, like yes. basically breaking out of print, like more. Yeah. I don't know more tangible forms.
1: I think Jake was the guy for that because Jake's background is super like serious filmmaker. You know what I mean? He went to NYU for film and like he'd made a lot of music videos and that was his whole thing. But, you know, his whole interest beyond that stuff, but beyond music and filmmaking is clothes. you know? Um, And I think that uh, at the time he was just the right guy for it, you know? Um, And it was really fun. We had a really good time. That was like a really, that was a really good era of my life because Jake also is from New York and I had kind of just moved here and we had kind of met on a lark like we had met I was managing another band at the time called US Royalty, right? Um, and Jake, who was man, also a big, they were also a big menswear band. Uh, yeah, I I've, I have a lot of things to say about US Royalty because I still to this day don't understand why it didn't happen. Like I sometimes like people have talked to me about it since. So, like I don't understand why that didn't go. Like the songs were there, they look good. Like the story is good. You know, it was a post Kings of Leon society. Like why didn't this go? You know? Yeah. Anyway, but he made a video for them, and that's how I met him, and we just kind of hit it off and started hanging out. Um, and then that stuff, you know, that, that we we did some, we did all the music videos. We did the Drake stuff and the Wiz Khalifa stuff. And there was a J Cole video that never came out. And there's a few other things, but most of it was the, at the time was like the fashion stuff. Um, it was just, it was just people wanted it.
0: So how do you, how do you go from, because the interesting thing is there's not really a line. In your in your sort of career, no, type. no, no. It's no. it's here, it's there, it's yeah. there, which is cool. I mean, some of that is is me and my background. Yeah, like, it doesn't really connect, but like, no, it does because it happened. Um, how what what's the conversation like in which you know you meet Jake Davis and then all of a sudden you're managing him? I mean, was that like was he like oh dude or you see you oversee some some email and you're like dude you're getting screwed on that let me
1: fix it's kind well not totally like that but kind of I okay. mean I think it's just um. All those skills are the same. It's just like you just apply it differently, you know? So it's like a band direct... It's all the same shit, really. Um, especially when something's hot. The reality is when something's hot, yeah, you're fielding the offers and deciding what's worth doing and what's not and then getting as much money as you can. Right. It's It's not i mean it's it's with a band it's different because it's babysitting. Jake is a full grown and intelligent adult, so there wasn't any of that, but okay. like with bands, it's a nightmare because there's four or five of them, you know what I mean yeah,
0: with four or five egos. And with Jake, it was others. the two
1: of us. I just learned a lot from him, you know what I mean I just learned a lot from him um and and uh you know we just we, had, we like got to travel It was fun, you know it was fun, and it was a weird it was a weird wild west time where people didn't really know how much to. Pay for right? that kind of stuff, so you could kind of just be like, "Uh, it costs this here, yeah." And they'd yeah. be like, "All right." And some people wouldn't obviously freak out and say no, but at that time, with his trajectory, we were getting a lot of yeses. You know,
0: that's amazing. Yeah. So around this time, it's what twenty ten. Yeah. Um, menswear hashtag menswear is blowing up. Then Twitter starts because the the thing that I'm I'll, I I want to kind of like pull all the examples of here. Is you continue to be this sort of uh, commentary, but also I would say when I wanted to know like the the real opinion, yes, on things, I would go to your Twitter, which wow. was like that's
1: that's extremely flattering.
0: No, I'm serious, like and that was, uh, and I think it's because also for myself and for other people that I knew. Everyone was so concerned about whether or not they would have the ability to get ahead or to get that brand to like them or what I'm doing now, I'm doing this job and that's really to get me to this next job. It it appears that that was never a a thought for you that like what has what has created your success and given you this stuff
1: has been honesty and hustling. In yes. Best way. And maybe I've, maybe, maybe in some points I took it too far. I don't know. I'll never know. Probably. Well, I mean, you're here now. Yeah. I'm, I'm alive. Yes, you're right. Uh, I think that that though, you know, if you've always been opinionated, um, which I have, I think that Twitter is just the perfect medium for that. Right. And it's also, um, I just think it's really funny. Like, I just think it's so funny. And I was saying this the other day, like I, about how I can't like stand up comedy doesn't make me laugh. Like, dumb shit on Twitter. Like, a meme makes me laugh. Okay. And I don't know if I've ruined my brain from using it so often or if that's what... It's just so niche and so specific. Is that more funny to me because I get it? Does that play into that? You know what I mean? Um, Okay. You know what I mean? But I I don't know. Uh, Twitter is... um, I, I just really like a lot of things. So, I think sharing the information is very gratifying to me.
0: Right. But you're... I agree. But I think your Twitter isn't always just jokes. And it's, it's not, no. it's not even just jokes. It's like the perspective. And so, yes, I do, man, I mean, I feel like things got so much better when you could quote tweet, Yeah, oh, yeah you know, cause yeah, now yeah, you yeah. can fill your own tweet by yes. quoting the other one. But, um, you know, I would always find the most like fascinating articles that you would share from your Twitter.
1: That's well, that's, I think that was the easy way, um, to start like using it in a power user kind of way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I, I just, because I, like I said, I just am interested in a lot of things. And I also, you know, um, I think there's a lot of people, especially now with the access to information that, that are also interested in all of these kind of, you know, sub genres, let's say. Yeah. Um, so it's so, it's, it's easy for me to, um, I have these, you know, habits, these reading habits. Um, so it's very easy for me to just share these things. And right. want, of course, and then once you see people liking it, it's like encouraging and you want to do more of it. Right. And now I just say dumb shit all the time and then you know that I guess that works too, I guess. <laughs> well you can you crowd you can crowdsource whether or not
0: someone liked uh I don't know, sharing some article about like yeah. brain aneurysms or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, crowdsourcing is really what I'm all about. Yeah. But how what what kind of like educates you this entire way? Because like, the one thing is, like, who – sounds so lame, and I'm not trying to be Terry Gross. I'm not trying to be that other stuff, but, like, at the end of the day – Are you
1: about to ask me who my guys are?
0: <laughs> well, no, but, like, what are – what are the things that, like, you feel that you learned everything from
1: outside of the two – Oh, oh, like – 100% magazines and, like, hardcore, for sure. Magazines meaning, like, being a suburban teenager and finding, like, the face and index and ID and dazed – and and all of those magazines were wildly important to me, and I've spent a small fortune like buying them all as an adult to have them again. Yeah, I mean, I see the, <laughs> yeah. the face. Right, I mean, that's, this is this is it. This is what I want to look at every day. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that kind of stuff. And I think hardcore, in a way, just because you know a lot of that stuff is very silly uh, and very like serious when I think about it now. Um, and and which is funny to be like fifteen and take things seriously at all. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that the the ethos and kind of the you know being fifteen and like doing something yourself and maybe making money from it or you know whatever it is, and especially with things like merch being so popular now and such merch records or merch merch, merch oh. being such a trend now, it's like yo that is straight heart. that is exactly yeah what i did you know what i mean like screen printing t-shirts is something you're doing at like 14 you know yeah. so a lot of those skills and i also just think the something so interesting about punk and hardcore to me is the relationships that are kind of sustained pre-internet through like mail order and writing letters even and just kind of seeing each other at shows and things like that um i just can't think of any subculture that's going to give you that sort of lesson yeah. um, besides those things. And I think I was very lucky to find that. Um, and it gave me, uh, it just, it's, it was time better spent uh, at, at those formative years than what I probably would have been doing otherwise. Right. You know. Like
0: w- what sort of sites were you going to? Like I used to go to this site called STL punk cause I was from St. Louis. I was, about- <laughs>
1: so, uh, uh, cause I was from St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, Just want to be
0: real clear. But yeah, I was from St. Louis. So I would go to STL punk to learn about punk shows. Yeah,
1: there was, there stuff. was, um, what was it called? Atlanta shows.org. Same. I'm sure it's the exact same fucking site. You yeah. know what I mean? It was just like one guy did it all. And you know, um, and I also think that that scene specifically, um, f- uh, The nature of it is that uh, you're spending a lot of time with people that are older than you. You know, if if I'm 15, I have I had friends that were 30 years old. That's very rare, right? And weird, and maybe bad for some people. You know, yeah.
0: Well, maybe now people think it's weird, but at the the time,
1: you know. So I had all these friends and this whole life that was much more. I wouldn't say mature because that's not necessarily true. Uh, But you know, these people were living kind of a lifestyle outside of the norm and seemed to be pretty happy and successful doing it right you know and and and, you know for every like guy that like smelled bad and worked at a health food store you know there there was a guy that had like a real job as like an art director but still you know spent all his money you know putting out records and going to show or whatever yeah and and for a long time uh i i i don't know i didn't think about that stuff anymore it was like oh that was my that was my past kind of yeah um and the last like five years of like really come to terms or realize like how important that was, right? You know,
0: so I mean, the, you're in this culture that's all about, in a way, like m- maybe not using this word, but it's really all about mentorship, yeah, and validation, and 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 no one is an outsider because we're all outsiders, yes. kind of stuff, and then a lot of like teaching that's going on. So you you come to New York, which in my opinion, I mean, I've been here long enough now. I while I love the city, the city sucks you bone dry, and Everyone you meet, you gotta not only do you feel like you have to flex the first two minutes to let them know that, like, you have the right to continue the conversation with each other, but you also need to be prepared to protect yourself from getting stabbed in the back or stab that person in the back because that is New York in a nutshell. And so, like, it, I'm always boggled, like, how does something like a punk movement and all these other things like flourish in new york when really at the end of the day like you you go out in the world like it's it's scary as hell
1: i think that was just a different time maybe you know i think now i mean i also think the worlds that we live in are particularly bad yeah the world worlds meaning career or whatever it is i think those worlds are are particularly competitive and maybe like a little bit um you know if if you're just a regular person I don't think that stuff has happened to you quite as much. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? If you just just live in Cobble Hill in a brownstone, have two kids and you work in Connecticut and your wife stays home with the kids, like you're not having these problems.
0: Yeah. No, you're probably, you know,
1: but I think New York for me and I've wanted to move away, you know, I wanted to move to, I always think I want to move to LA. And then I, I just, I think that the way this place works and operates really fits my personality. Yeah. I think it's, I like, I mean, I live, look where I live. It's like, this is the action. You I know mean, I you
0: mean? got, you have a very nice place.
1: Oh, wow. Thanks. I'm serious. Uh, thank you. Yeah. I just don't like, like the thought of, and this is no shots at anyone. It's just like living in like a quiet neighborhood in Brooklyn is like, I'll just move to California. <laughs> like, why the fuck would I, I, I came here for this. This is what I want. You yep. know what I mean? And it's, a, of course it's annoying. It's fucking, you know, it's downtown Manhattan. It's loud. It smells bad. There's people everywhere. But I think that's actually what I like. I think yeah. that's what I like about it
0: yeah that's interesting so at like as you kind of progress um are, are you still managing jake does it? i mean it doesn't no no okay um
1: we what, do we work out together a lot though okay in la we hit the personal trainer together <laughs> really yeah he looks great he's on a fitness journey really yeah so am i that's fucking awesome yeah no you look really good um,
0: <laughs> i'm serious it's it's funny how like all the the nerdy things per se are now really cool and yeah, man. Like, i want to i want to get into this with you as, as we move down because like yeah you just mentioned merch culture which is is it's hilarious. fascinating it's fascinating
1: to me um I love i'm
0: it. i'm very i'm on both sides of the spectrum uh health yeah Where like it's really cool to not drink or do drugs now do you remember when it, at one point it was all about drinking and doing drugs i I,
1: I definitely remember because <laughs> i was doing it all uh i that part is it's very odd to me and that to me At least in my experience is very exclusive to my like New York life. When I go other places, it's not like that.
0: Really maybe it's like, I don't know, New York or LA or some sort. But I feel like everything that okay, one thing, an example today. A friend of mine was talking to me about D and D. Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, this
1: this is never gonna be cool.
0: No. And here's the thing. (laughs) He was talking about how like Dungeons and Dragons is great and he like uses it as this way for like he works at YNR. Okay. And he's this like creative director dude and he basically will play D in the middle of the day to like flex his like creative like writing outputs because you're forced to think fast interesting and, look whatever works i'm yeah, not a hater and so and he's
1: you fucking and, nerd
0: and i'm like are you serious and he's just like yeah yeah and he's like dude and then this is where I, he got me off a little bit, and he listened to this pod, so I know he's going to text me after this and be like, you asshole. But he was like, yeah, I mean, Stranger Things did so much for D&D. And I was like, really? What a like, sentence.
1: Like, Hold on, what a sentence. I hope we have clean audio <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, basically four
0: goober kids in suburbia that somehow become unlikely heroes, they really move the needle on d and I don't know about that.
1: I think that, and this is a whole thing I could go off on for a while, but I think that... um. You know, television really still matters so much as far as like really moving the needle on any popular culture or any trend, and I think that's forgotten because all we read about is like cord cutting and yeah. fucking millennials. Yeah. You'll see my TV. I got fucking cable, like a real G. I don't take that <laughs> Netflix shit somewhere else. I want, I want Spectrum cable. Yeah, I just, I, I don't give me all the options. Yeah, I may not watch them all, but I want them. Yeah, I want them. I want because you're good enough. Yeah, I am good enough. Damn it, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm treating myself every day. Uh, but the. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, the merch thing. We can start with the merch thing. Yeah, well, so first thing I want to get into is the
0: difference of New York and L.A. Because okay. everyone knows this. And, and every, well, let me backpedal a bit. Uh, everyone knows that New York and L.A. are like kind of hot, hotbed influential cities. And both of them kind of shit on the other. Yeah, that's
1: lessening. Yeah. I think people recognize the need for both.
0: Uh, yeah, and... I, so I worked in the music industry for a while, and I, we had an office in LA, in Silver Lake, of course, and... Dangerbird Records? No, no, okay. I worked for Beggars. Oh, okay, a, okay. It was off Hyperion.
1: It was basically, there was a oh, big XL recording Oh, I know, I, yeah, yeah, sign. yeah, I know that I Hyperion know really and Lyric. Yeah. Um, it's, a, I love that it's on the corner of Lyric. Yeah, right? Come on. So poetic. That was,
0: it was not intentional. No, was, of course
1: not, of course not.
0: Um, but uh, you have like... I don't know. Basically, for me, I'm an LA hater because I go to LA and I'm like, wow, this weather's fantastic. But like, I'm in the car half the time and that's it. The only redeeming quality is the weather. But if you're in the car the majority of the time and it feels, maybe it's also because of my age, but like, it feels so grown up because I would be friends with other people and they're like, ooh, but like, I'm in Glendale. And I'm like, well, wait, what does that mean? Yeah. And you're like, It means I'm not leaving.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've spent, that's the place I've spent probably the most time besides New York and Atlanta where I'm from. You know, so I, for me, I just really fuck with it, man. I don't know. I can't find anything wrong with it. I don't, I just don't give a shit about any of that stuff. Like, I don't have to be anywhere at a certain time Unless I choose to, you know, unless, you know, if yeah, I yeah. do, but you know what I'm saying? I don't have to, I'm not rush houring. Yeah. So that, that kind of stuff just never has affected my opinion of somewhere. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, the traffic is bad and I will get stuck in it from time to time. But if you do that every day, you're going to go crazy. Sure, you'll go crazy. Yeah. But for me, it's more of a people thing. Um, like most of my best friends live there or have moved there in the last three years because that's what happens when you hit your mid thirties. Yeah, it's I a, think so. It's a mass exodus from the hard lifestyle in New York City to the... Palm trees and grass of Los Angeles. Um, But I've just always, and I think because I've never lived there, I've just romanticized it to this incredible degree that I could never think ill of it, you know?
0: Would you go there? I know earlier you said that, like, oh, this is more your jam, but like...
1: I mean, I was just there for three weeks, and... Okay, that's a while. By the end of it, I'm like, oh, Cameron. You're gonna do it? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm ready to come back. Oh, right. You know, and my situation there is great. You know, I, I it's very easy. I'm in Los Feliz. I have a car. It's all very easy and, and very fun, but I start to lose my edge. Yeah. And and as I age, that is the greatest fear. So I think that piling on with like a relocation to LA is is would be too much.
0: Yeah. Well just fire off those tweets, man. You get the fire fountain of those youth.
1: Damn tweets. <laughs> I know. I mean, but I just when I'm out there, it's just, you know the gym eating a healthy bowl you know yeah getting some sun on my face what's a poke bowl i don't eat that it's what? fish oh it is yeah yeah, yeah. okay i i don't i'm more of a, a grain bowl head grain bowl okay yeah 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 flexing the quinoa uh sure yeah yeah puffed rice puffed rice no i don't want to i don't want to bore the people no,
0: no that's fine <laughs> um okay well that that's cool so let's talk about merch stuff because sure. as i was flipping through your twitter the past few days, one of the funny things, and this is I'm um, this is dead serious, real talk. So I use Tweetbot, the iOS app, in addition to the Twitter app, okay? Because the Twitter app curates my feed. Basically, if I launch my phone right now, because yeah. I end up like liking your posts more or your tweets or whatever, They'll more show. I always see yeah the done to death stuff. But it and so I'll see that on my feed. And I'm like, okay, so I can catch up with all your other stuff. Versus if I use Tweetbot, I can see exactly what's happening right now yeah. because it's not like air quote curated yeah um but i was flipping through your stuff and uh a little little bit of hate but in the best possible way because i totally agree with the whole purse thing the whole male fanny pack you look
1: crazy it looks crazy i think if you're under 30 go for it if you're japanese under 30 those are the two rules okay you don't have to be both japanese and under 30 you can be japanese (laughs) or you can be under 30
0: right so what's because here's my thing. I got one because I saw it, and I was like, "Yeah, I always want to carry my phone. I got an iPhone Plus, very functional. And so I want to put that in there. And you know what? What else do I really carry? I'm gonna lie now. Uh, uh, this is not true. I gotta carry like my charger <laughs> and my vitamins and all these other things. Keys? I don't really carry anything. Eh,
1: yeah, Your Goyard wallet, you know?
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I do. So I got those other things, but like. I mean, I was flipping through the photos online yeah. of, uh, what is it, like GQ and, and all the street style stuff. Yeah. Folks look mad corny in that, man. I, look. Because also, don't, don't you know that like if you got any extra love around your body- It's going and, to accentuate. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like a brassiere. <laughs> <laughs> so, I had never thought about that until just now. I'm all thumbs down on the fanny pack. I think it can. I've seen it look cool. I just know I'm a big like man. That's not for me. It's just, it would look, I tried like, one on, I would like tried one on once because I'm like, let me see what this shit looks like. And I look crazy. Yeah. I couldn't, it was like hitting my neck. I just, <laughs> but I, am a tote head. I have a tote collection. Oh yeah. I tote my ass anywhere. Okay. Tote's good. And, and I. What do you keep in your tote? I keep, um, shit. I got keys, sunglasses. Right. Little books. Something to read usually. Yeah. Um, I, and this is a pro tip, you know, wallet. Because I don't want to sit on it. That's bad for your back. So if I'm carrying the bag, put the wallet in there. Damn. Then, I, you know, I got some, you know, some lotion, maybe some chapstick, you know. As Um, you say that, I just took my wallet. Lotion, chapstick, you know. Right. Some stickers, you know. A couple of stickers. Some done-to-death stickers just in case I got to get up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. A writing pen, maybe, from a restaurant, you know.
0: Okay. It's just... I mean, because that all seems perfect for a nice little fanny pack.
1: It is. But that's a decision I've made, to be anti-fanny pack. But I just think that it's... um, I do think it's very functional, right? But I, I say, just get you a damn Celine purse. Fuck it, yeah. Like if you're, I, I honestly would rather have a proper purse than than a fanny pack, chest bag, waist Flex. bag, bum bag. I agree. Like All right. then I'm flexing. Then I spent three stacks and I'm looking better than your girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and Then it's different.
0: All right, so I would say, the con- and I'm not going to make this game show, but I would say the consensus a little bit thumbs down on, on the on. The I think fanny it's a pack. thumbs
1: down from two
0: adult men yeah from adult men i've also got if you want to be a child go for it oh damn someone's gonna someone's gonna gonna say something you're gonna get roasted whatever uh but yeah it's a little childish um merch yeah this Uh, is this is kind of what i hoped because i was like fuck i definitely gotta talk to chris black about this because the dude you got the real talk sure what's with so i'm gonna just explain very quickly the whole merch culture right now for some reason Everyone loves wearing either bootleg tees in which... Now, this stuff, like, the people that are making it, I think it's cool. But, like, wearing these as, like, very high fashion statement type thing. So, it's... Uh, I know, like, Sean, uh, Sean Samuelson, who does the, uh, the Smith's reproduction stuff. And then you have... Uh, but you got dudes that are, like, making bootleg tees of their deli.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, off-white construction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I, I, it's very hard for me to detach from the, like, teen Chris. Like, you would never wear a band shirt that you don't listen to. That's right. insane.
0: Or you'd never wear a band shirt
1: to the band's show. All of that is insane. Correct. So, so seeing, like, a model in a crass shirt is like, what? This is insane. Yeah. And, I mean, I hate metal. And the font, like that doesn't, I hate like Metallica. I hate all that shit. It's just never, it was never my thing. Okay. So that doesn't appeal to me, but I have a pretty crazy t-shirt collection and I don't really wear them, but I just like to have them. But some of this. Your baseball cards. Yeah, exactly. But some of this shit that's coming out now, I mean, there's a couple of guys I found on Instagram. They're just doing the wildest. It's so good. It's so interesting to me. Right. Um, but I think it's because I like t shirts, I appreciate the medium. Right. And I think being able to buy something really cool for twenty five bucks on big cartel is interesting.
0: Okay. Like are uh, you talking about like Jeremy Dean and Dean's nuts and those? I'm talking
1: ideas. about Jeremy Dean and then like wild shit that people like I I will find on the Explore page or someone will send to me and they have six hundred followers. Like right. I just found these dudes in Boone, North Carolina. Okay. That have under a thousand followers that are probably doing the most interesting t shirts I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. All right. But it's just like it's it, but they all come from it's, you know, they might take it a little seriously maybe, but you know, I See, don't
0: See that stuff I actually do like. Like I like I like Jeremy Dean Dean's nuts and I think the stuff that he's doing and uh Thunder yells. Mm-hmm. Like that's cool shit. Like I like that. I'll definitely fuck with that. Um it's the other thing that like feels weird to me is like the I don't know, like the whole Balenciaga fake.
1: I mean, that, t-shirt that thing. shit is trash. <laughs> it's so dumb, dude. It's so the Bernie Sanders Balenciaga shit is so dumb. That's any yeah. Make America Great Again thing is dumb. Yeah, uh, it's just dumb. Like that. And it's expensive. It's the laughable. That's the thing. Like that's uh, the thing. yeah, it should be cheap. Merch is supposed to be cheap. That's the whole fun of it. Yeah. That's why. I mean, I think it's all Kanye's fault. Like most things. Um, but that stuff. I get it. You know, like the stuff Callie did like that, the original, like, you know, with the shit on the back like the gravestone thing on the back. Right. That shit's good. It like looks cool. You know what I mean? And it was cheap. It was on gilded. Like that's my favorite study on this whole thing is the fact that like Kanye West did something so popular that he made a bad t-shirt. This, the the good standard of t-shirts. Like I think all those kids, I think a gilded is like the, the shirt. Yeah. Even for me. I I, You know, like, I would much rather, I buy Gildan, this is a Gildan shirt, I bought this at Kmart. Mm. This is better to me than a James Purse t-shirt. Oh, for sure. It fits better. Like, it's better. It's just a better product, (laughs) and it costs fucking, it's $12 for a five-pack, you know what I mean? But clothes are just, I don't, I don't, my interest is so great, but I would never buy, I would never buy any of that stuff. I don't give a shit. I get it all on Amazon or at Uniqlo.
0: Well, I think that, like, what you just said is the general consensus of also why, a lot of these stores and businesses are having a hard time because they're able to magnify something of like, you know, I guarantee you, I don't really know this, but like, I guarantee you like somebody from freaking H and M is going to rip off like a Dean's nuts shirt or something like that. And so now, I mean, and their, you know, their reach is obscene versus Jeremy who's working at house industries, like,
1: you know, do well, he's, got the, he's got the John Mayer plug now, though. Yeah, so, well, you he, know, it's, I mean, it's
0: looking better. It's true. It does. It's look looking good. pretty good. I agree. You're right. But so, like, now that it's, like, totally bastardized by some other industry organization, and I don't know, I feel like I'm going to sound like uh, the dude, like, Alec Baldwin in Team America, like, mm. with the corporations, yeah. the corporation. But it's, I don't know, like, and I, it really bums me out, and so I'm just like, you, we had a good thing, and now you're totally fucking with it. Like, you don't need to make Balenciaga and make it a Batman logo and make it or make it all these other weird things no. and then sell it for like 400 bucks.
1: I mean, it's just, it's just trends, man. Everything gets ruined. That's just what it is. You know, it's just, it's what it is. Like, if you can ruin like dickies, you know, right? Like, I mean, this is all, and I hate to sound like a dusty old motherfucker myself, but it's like that stuff, I, that kind of stuff, you, especially if you're. Into what we were into is that's like what you wear, yeah. When you're a kid, yeah. You know what I mean. I wore Dickies, cross color shoes. Sorry, it
0: was all I could afford. Fair, um, and some sort of striped shirt that made me look less fat, so I could skate on my birdhouse skateboard like a clown. I had a
1: birdhouse, <laughs> yeah. But you had to have. I mean, it was like Vans and Converse and Dickies, and you know, like all of that stuff was like the uniform, and it's all cheap. That's the whole point. Yeah, you know. So it's like I, I have a hard time. Like, it just doesn't really make sense to me. Well, the fact that people, I guess, making it makes sense to me, people buying it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. The, the designers having a fascination with it makes sense because we're sitting here talking about it. We have a fascination with it, too. Yeah. I think it's the fact that someone who has no connection, it's just, I got to buy it. I got to have it. It's like all this crazy Gucci shit. Like, people are just buying it. Yeah. You look crazy. Your jeans have fucking butterflies on them. Bro. You look <laughs> fucking crazy. Like, it's terrible, <laughs> dude. But, like, it's yeah, I get it. It's a trend and it's expensive. At least that's designer. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, you're, you want people to know that you're rich or, or you are, more, I guess more accurately, nouveau riche probably. Yeah. And you want to – it's just so awesome. It's just not – that's the antithesis of what I think is like what you should dress like. Right. You know? Um, I just think being understated is so much more appealing. Right. And it can all be wild, expensive shit. Yeah. Wild, expensive shit. But you, <laughs> nobody should know what it is. Okay, I agree with that. No one should know what it is. That's the whole like that's the, that's the absolute best way, male or female. right. Well, and the thing you mentioned you're like, I just
0: want to get all my shit off of Amazon." So like recently, Colette just announced that they're yeah. shutting down the store, and a lot of the commentary I heard, I don't know if you said it, I don't know who else said it, but people were like, "Oh yeah, Colette was a great store that I would go in and look at everything mm-hmm. and leave and never buy it.
1: Colette is a I, I mean, it was groundbreaking for sure. I think it's a qualifier though, yeah, I think there was a time. That you would said you were carried at Colette and other stores would buy it. My book was in Colette and I was excited about it. Yeah. I don't, I'll never buy anything. I don't give a shit about cause dolls and like <laughs> off white. You know what I mean? But like, I get it. It's, it's an institution though. Yeah. And It's also, I think just, you think a store like that, it's just never going to go away. I think that's the reality. Is that no one? It, it I, and I truly think that she probably is just tired of doing it. It's a grind, you know that. Retail's just tough. Yeah,
0: retail think, is. I'm super sure tough.
1: she's made money. I'm sure it's not an issue about money. I think the lease is up, and it's like I can get away from this. Saint Laurent will take over the lease. I'm out. Like, yeah, I, I, you know this is pretty seamless. This is, it's 20 years. This is my time. Do you, you think know? she'll do an online store? Why? I would just go get the bag from everyone. Every brand that wants her to consult.
0: Oh, damn. Yeah, that's a good point.
1: That's what I would do. Get that 1099. Get the motherfucking 1099.
0: Well, whatever it is from, whatever it is in France.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Wee wee.
0: D nuf nuf. I don't know.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I'm trying to think the, the other important stuff I want to talk to you about, but one of those is music too. So I know that this is a little bit all over the place, but so you were in the music industry for a long time, but I think you probably have. Also have a good understanding of like what's been happening with music and how we consume music and yeah and like real quick do you think the album is dead
1: yeah yeah one hundred percent so well, in, a,
0: in top forty land it definitely is dead okay and and I'm curious about this what first off what streaming service do you use Apple, or do you use Apple one? Music
1: use Apple Music why is that because it looks better because it looks better because it's already on my phone oh because it's Spotify is ugly even though I know it's a superior service. No, no, this is cause I would actually argue Apple
0: music is the best.
1: Interesting. You're the only person who's ever said that to me. I held out for a long time. Like a long time. Why? I, I, just because I was like, that's stupid. I don't want to do that. Just yeah. some dumb Chris shit. Like just just like stubborn, <laughs> dumb shit that I do. I love that you have it. It's already labeled of like, yeah, that's under dumb Chris shit. I'll just make a decision, be like, fuck it, that's it. I'm sticking to this. And then finally I was like, wait, I can just listen to anything? Oh shit. Like five years later, I was so uh, you know, elated to be able to search. I mean, I think that I have a real interest in top 40 music and I really, really love, um, hit songs and okay. like how it's scientific almost how you get five people. You mean like
0: Max Martin type stuff? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like all of that stuff is just so interesting to me because it, I just, it's, it's, I read this whole book about it. Um, I can't think of the name of it right now. Um, but it was all about hit songs and how some of those people are discovered and blah, blah, blah. And it's just fascinating to me. Right just fascinates me it's so it it's so complicated and serious to yeah. make something kind of so sugary and silly yeah i mean that's that's true
0: i mean so like the, in terms of apple music and versus spotify and all these other streaming services mm-hmm. my biggest thing and why like even though like i pay for apple music and i pay for spotify
1: oh you're a two oh i like you i so, like that well because you're title too baby. you ballin'? what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> no i no, i don't just use hand the, the mx fuck, out to any of these no, fucking fuck streamers man let them have it i
0: the big i'm stuck with apple music because basically i was in the music industry for like six seven years and even before that i was ripping all my seven inches onto mp3s and that shit isn't oh. in the like that's not on a streaming service yeah like i can't find some weird like yeah. like j retard seven inch
1: but do you revisit stuff like that yeah see i don't i don't I I, I I don't like, revisit that often sure but, but you like to have it
0: i want to like yeah because like when when i moved to new york i remember walking down the street and listening to you know x and y songs like right not Coldplay, fuck them but like uh you know i was listening to some weird like sufian thing and then some other this is like 2004 or 5 whatever at the <laughs> you know, time. just to be clear yo it's 2004 <laughs> or 5 okay chill, chill chill chill
1: but um his original work not his new work <laughs> not his new stuff i'm not into <laughs> yeah. the new stuff <laughs>
0: but like that was also stuff that I'd, like, ripped or gotten some, like, bootleg or whatever. Because, like, I feel like, how can you, you know, because everyone's all, like, trying to fuck with the Grateful Dead and all this stuff right mm-hmm. now. Like, dude, how can you be one of those fans and use it on Spotify? Like, all that stuff was all about people passing records and it's stuff back and forth to each of, other. Of Spotify. Yeah. Spotify. So, like, I have tons and tons of stuff that I've uploaded that will never be on Spotify. It'll never be on Apple Music. But because of that, I'm stuck with Apple Music. Like... Like I can't get with anything else because I gotta pay for the cloud library. Yeah. And then also the biggest thing, you only have ten thousand songs on Spotify. What the fuck is that?
1: What do you mean? You can only have You like, can only download-
0: save ten thousand songs.
1: Dude, you don't need more than ten thousand songs.
0: But I what I want is I basically want a little pocket version of all the music I've ever owned in my hand at all times.
1: That's very ambitious. I have no interest in that. <laughs> like I have none I I don't care.
0: Well, so because we were saying the LP is dead. Yes. So if you're if you're making these like for me, I you know, say Drake comes out with his last record, which I didn't like at all. But it's I It's a little bit felt, of a stinker. I felt <laughs> It
1: has its high points. I yeah. felt
0: the need to get the whole album because it was one entire expression but, but, of the artist.
1: Yes, but Drake has tricked us all into i mean he makes that an event that's what the part his partnership with apple music does and that's what's so brilliant about it is that i can remember the last two drake i think both the both of the last drake albums were released you know at night on ovo sound and then you could stream it after i i like sat down i was like all right i'm gonna listen to shit right now right no no other artist has us doing that no one that's true. No one. And he also has always talked about, I think because he's made 40 such a part of his career, I think it's- 40, 40, the producer, producer. Guy? Okay. He makes it more musical and it seems more relevant to listen to the whole album as a body of work. Right. It's not necessary because, you know, like every other album is 60% fucking filler, you know. Don't that's bore true. us. Get to the chorus.
0: <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember when you buy an album and you'd see like, wow, there's like 26 tracks on this album, but it would be like interlude. Like basically, like think like the early Kanye albums. Yeah. And it was like...
1: Skits, interludes.
0: Yeah. It was like little skits and stuff yeah. coming out. Like Master P used to have skits yeah. on his shit. Wow. But like that to me, like that's the whole body of work.
1: Look, I don't disagree with you. I'm not saying it's for the better. I'm oh just yeah. I'm saying I that's the reality. I, I like I really don't care about Kendrick I'm Kendrick Lamar like right doesn't now. do anything for me. Like I just think it's kind of Kendrick Lamar? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, Never not- listen to it. It's like LA shit. I don't fuck with that. I'm from Atlanta. We've made all the best rap music. There's no I mean <laughs> see, who can argue with me, really? You know, it's yeah, it's pretty fair. But like that Kendrick Lamar album, like they were playing it at the trainer's place in LA all the time. And it was like it has that stuff. Right. Know? And it's just kind of like, okay. It, it's It doesn't add to it. Yeah. And I think because we've stopped listening to music like that, it's not like a discovery when you hear that stuff anymore. It's like, get to the next song. Because we've stopped listening to an album as a body, and we have we skipped the songs we like, or we just listen to the songs we like, based on what we have on our phone. Yeah. So I think the skit, even if you do it, I think people are just skipping it, because that's what they do. Right. They want to hear the hit, you know?
0: So like... What, like, where do you think the state of the music industry is right now? In terms, so a lot of my friends who are still at beggars, I was talking to them, and they were telling me that the way that they do like PNLs and stuff for albums now, like they just have to stretch it so far out because yeah. there is no really like week one sales anymore, right? Because no one's buying the album, you have to wait until all the royalties and stuff are reported, mm-hmm. and because maybe you have one track of you know, of an album that's doing really good, it back in the day, someone would still buy the whole album, right? Yeah, no need. And now that. it's just one track. Yeah. So now people are making in a way, artists are making more music than ever to just get stuff out. It's, but the quality of music is not as the good.
1: quality of music is down for sure because of the system that we've created. Uh I think that someone to bring up my favorite artist, John Mayer, you know, I think he the Are way, you
0: really a big JM fan?
1: I fuck with JM. Okay. Hard body. I, I just think he's great. And I also think that the, the way he did it, like the way he just did it with those EPs and then you could get it all at one point is yeah. the way it's going to go. Yeah? Yeah.
0: I, no, I believe you. I mean, he's got a smart team around him. Yeah, of
1: course. He, I, yeah, but I think that's the move and that is like, he can. he's the guy to try that out because he's a f- megastar. So people will do, follow him. It, you know, the fans will follow him. Yeah. So it may not be the fairest judge. I don't think that would work for every little band. Um, but I think that's the way it will move yeah you know because that's just a long rollout like you're saying that's just like a extended promotional period yeah because instead of you know you're not doing music videos and shit that doesn't matter so you might as well just do cool artwork for three eps you know what <laughs> i mean like fuck it dude that's
0: true no that's a good point point. and then make your own merch and then like now yeah. people want to buy artist merch i remember going to shows like i didn't want to buy a newfound glory t-shirt I, mean, I had an independent truck company t-shirt that was way cooler than <sighs> newfound glory wow wow
1: wow 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 wow, wow. <laughs> true also true but I have I had a lot of New Found Glory shirts. Oh, really? Well, that was a big... They were friends of ours, and Cartel played... Like, it was one of those weird situations that happened a few times in Cartel's career where they, like, at some point, it switched. Like, they were opening for New Found Glory, and then the next time, New Glory is opening for them. Oh, damn. You know what I mean? It was yeah, just, yeah. And it was just... It, it's like a time, man. You know, it's just shit. Our shit popped. You're... It, it, You're it, like, could, dude, go play hit or miss again. It'll, it could happen again, though, is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it was like, but that, that happened. But, yeah, I mean... The, the music, I mean, like SoundCloud's going to close. Like, that's pretty fucking crazy, you know? But all this shit, it, it doesn't, it, as long as people can get the music, they'll, it'll, they'll be away, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, like, I use Sonos. I fucking love Sonos. I'm all about Sonos. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to get killed by that Apple thing. You think? Yeah, dude. But, dude, I mean. Dude, look, if I can get, the Sonos shit sucks. The app and shit sucks. Yeah, It's, the it's ugly sucks. as hell. The desktop they, thing looks like it's from the fucking 90s. The new
0: beta app which I'll show you later. I'm dead serious. It actually is pretty fire.
1: It looks good. They need to do something. They need to, because I feel like they're sitting around a boardroom right now being like, we're either going to go fucking brazy right now and like bring out all the heat or we're going to wind this thing down and sell it. Yeah. Cause it's, I mean, they're coming for you. I mean, I have like the play, the play
0: bar yeah. and the, the little play ones around my house and stuff. Like it's unbelievable.
1: It's the best, but it's, it's just cool. I, I just love it.
0: I mean, but here's the thing. Do you want to shout at your speaker?
1: No. Do you want to be like, hey siri <laughs> no but that's where it's gonna go i don't think we're gonna have a choice yeah you know i think that's the reality and i also apple stuff looks better it does so look better. It looks good that doesn't look bad i like the way it looks but it doesn't it's it doesn't match it doesn't look like some glowing yeah. orb with... yeah it's just i want everything in my view to be pleasant to look at <laughs> so if that's more pleasant to look at no it's true and i'm sure it'll be the same price or competitive you know i'm sure it'll be a, it's the same product you know yeah really it's just wrapped nicer.
0: Yeah. Um, so I want to, I want to get a lot into a little bit of time. The last thing I wanted to talk about is, so you have a podcast, which is really with your, with your, is your just your business partner?
1: We're life partners. No, no, he's business partner. <laughs> he's, uh, he's my oldest friend. I mean, we've known each other since we were in middle school. His name is, is James Ellis. Um,
0: and, uh, it's called public announcement, public announcement. And it's like, I was trying to explain it to a friend of mine and I was like, Oh, okay. You know, like radio lab? And he was like, yeah. I was like, imagine radio lab, but like for like cool dudes. <laughs>
1: Great. That's, that should be our tagline. That's our new elevator. Pitch. Thank, you for that. Thank you for that.
0: But I mean, cause it is sonically first off, it's some of the, like, it is one of the best and like high quality pods I've ever heard. I it's mean- very tightly edited. It's your guys, I mean, the, how you sound. The, the content, it's very sharp versus this is kind of a loose conversation. You guys are, like, every second was budgeted.
1: It's very interesting because I, um, I really started podcasts. Like, my interest in it was because my friend Jason Stewart has a podcast called Tall Tales in L.A. Yeah, um, which and, is great, by the way. And so. That's And I, I was a guest. I didn't yeah. really listen to podcasts, but I would be a guest. And then I started getting into it. So, that format, this format is what has always appealed to me because I'm a bullshitter. Like, I could do this all day. Like, I I think I could do the Bill Burr, like me talking podcast. No, get, you know. You should. But Jay, um, James just comes from a different place. And I think that um, that influence allows us to make a show that is um, different from most in the category if that makes sense like it's 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 it is two guys bullshitting for the most part but it's just done differently and it sounds differently so it's more interesting in some ways um whereas if it was up to me because i'm a luddite and i don't fuck with technology at all i would be doing bullshitting right you know
0: i mean you you said like you you guys are kind of bullshitting but like there's true like form and expiration oh no of course of course
1: i mean yes no i don't mean to discount it i just mean that like the reality is, it's still two dudes talking. Yeah, I mean, or a third. You know, with a guest. you did an episode
0: which I thought was great, and I sent to a friend of mine that was all about um, exploring Drake, basically like yeah. listening to the Drake album.
1: That was um, extremely laborious, but yeah,
0: I can't even imagine the,
1: that. It's fun. It's fun with him because I think we're not super concerned with the guest aspect of it, right? Um and him and I spent a lot of time together because public announcement is also like an agency and you know, we have the website. So we spent, yeah. we spent a lot of time together and the Drake thing happened super organically. It was literally like, he like sort of knows Drake at that point. And I'm like, what dude, what the fuck do you mean? He's like the <laughs> biggest star. In the world. he's like, no, I mean, I know it, but like, I don't know it, know it. I'm like, Oh, we're doing this shit, dude. Let's go. Yeah. So we sat down and we did it. And then we had, um our friend sam weigh in from like the female's perspective and the whole thing it was it was fun because it was i mean it was really him discovering it in real time yeah um so that that kind of stuff is super fun i think the personal stuff um works as well as the guest stuff because of the of the style of the show is consistent right the sound is consistent the like the heavy use of like music is consistent and i think that's like the listener understands that that's what they kind of respond to um so you know like every podcast some episodes do better than others but it's but it's um it's and you've probably found this as well but with podcasts it's just interesting with writing or photos or that kind of stuff that that I've put out into the world you get like this immediate response because yeah. you just look at it or it takes 5 10 minutes and you're done a podcast it feels quiet as hell sometimes cuz it takes an hour yeah you have to like really listen to it yeah um so i it was it was V- that was a learning curve for me as far as like producing something like that and having to kind of wait on the feedback in this way. Right. But I will say, and you probably can attest to this too, that the, the feedback is a little more thoughtful.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've gotten some of the nicest and mm-hmm. also weirdest mm-hmm. emails mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, about dude. the pot. Like one guy like told me some really like personal stuff yeah. about him and his family, which I have no idea why he said it. I'm really th- grateful that he chose to share it with me. Another dude I he had to spend an hour and just like rip me a new one. It was like if I was talking to this guy, I would have asked this. That's and crazy. Like, that's like, crazy. Yeah, I was like, bro, like that's cool. Do that's you, okay. man. Go do yeah. it then. I was like, yeah, be my guest. You know, I mean, and I wasn't a dick back. I was just like, all right. Like, yeah. It's like, okay. En- enjoy, man. All right, guy. Um, but like, it's bizarre the kind of feedback you get. And maybe it's because the amount of, you know, it's it wasn't criticizing a tweet. It's criticizing like a, a freaking conversation a
1: long form yeah because an hour is long form now oh for sure um but yeah it's it's it's, the the sound of it is something that him and i just really you know it's we both have this like fascination with this radio station that we grew up on it's called 99x and new rock and (laughs) it's um it was like the alternative radio station that we grew up with so um you know, they played all the the stuff you would imagine from our youth, you know, the Nirvana and Pearl Jam and Alice in right. Chains and all that bullshit. But they they had like a local show. They had like an eighties at noon show, so you could hear the Smiths and like the cure and like Susie and the band you know, like that kind of stuff. Um so we and and for whatever reason, if you listen to the show, you hear like a new rock tag. That's from yeah. <laughs> that's from we found it online, that's from Nine NX. So F- just f- maybe for nostalgia purposes maybe because it's funny probably both like we want we, we strive to make the show sound like 90s alternative radio right because that's like our formative ears
0: is there any and this is i mean this in a good way because yeah i, I want to before i say this i want to say that these two people i think are two creative geniuses in art like is there any kind of like nod or association to like tim and eric type stuff on it
1: dude that's so funny i've never seen that show
0: really no well, they're, they're, first off, they're in town this weekend. You, I, should, you should see their show, or you should watch their show. I mean, or, like, I, know Eric, I
1: know Eric, War, I mean, I know his stuff. I mean, I know of him, especially now that he's on Aziz's show. Yeah. Um, but on a sidebar, I found out recently, I didn't know that he was in Ink and Dagger. Oh, I didn't even know that. He was the bass player in Ink and Dagger. Really? Yes. Eric Warheim was the bass player in Ink and Dagger. It blew my fucking mind. I, I, Jason Jason Stewart, who does Tall Tales, they're, they're buds he's like you didn't know that he like told me i'm like no i didn't know that people know that no i i didn't i i've been a
0: huge tim and eric fan for years because like their company absolutely is also does like nathan for you and they do i mean they're freaking geniuses but your show reminds me a little bit of that in the terms in the way it's like it's a bit of a time warp but it's done so well and it's like true to the form that you're like yeah this is good I'm, I'm kind. Of, I'm fine staying in here. i'll take it
1: i'll take it no it's really fun to do it takes a lot of time but i think that it's um especially as far as what i want to be doing not necessarily career wise but spending my time doing i think it's something that i'm i'm naturally drawn to it feels good to right. do it you know it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like work or okay. like it's taking so much effort you know it's it's we come up with an idea we work it out we go record you know we do it right um so there's always a couple things in development and and you know any sort of schedule has been out the window since like week two it's like fuck this we can't we just we get it done when we can yeah no you know? i mean that's it just fair. it takes some time and that's just how it's going to be and, yeah and that's what it's going to do but yeah
0: so we're, we're starting to wrap things up what's so what's next so you like again like you this the career path of yours is i, I can't even connect via the pod it's all over the map which is great sure um I mean I would definitely say like you are a very true renaissance man. Wow,
1: thank like, you. Thank you. Just hustling and bustling and 1099 and I mean it's it's <laughs> you know I think that the public announcement thing is a big focus and I think we'll do more shows. I think we're going to get clients and do that whole thing. Um and Jay and I have a really good time working together. Um but there's some other stuff cooking. There's there's some stuff in the food world actually. Food um, world. Okay. Yeah, which is weird because you know I'm on a fucking diet. I'm yeah, vegeta- I was gonna say I'm on you're a vegetarian. Bowls. It's fucking dark. Out oh, here. vegetarian. I'm going to Babo tonight actually, so I'm gonna okay. break. I'm gonna break the diet tonight. Uh, but my friend Nicholas Morgan who owns Morgan Stern's ice cream place from Rivington, right? Um, him and I have gotten super close, and we're working on some stuff together. So um, we'll see.
0: That doesn't make sense, but I actually would say it probably makes the most sense. The I just thing. I just think
1: that he's he's brilliant and his product is very good, and I just think that I think truly the through line is that I. I'm very attracted to people who are very good at something because I think I'm, I'm, I've You're an amplifier? I'm an amplifier, but I've never been able to focus on something. I'm not, I couldn't even sit down to learn to play the guitar. Right. You know what I mean? When I find someone who is like brilliant at this, like Jake was like that. I think Nick is like that. My partner in public announcement, Jay, is like that. Guys in bands are kind of like that. They can only do this one thing. It's really fascinating to me and it really turns me on. You know what I mean? It's just like, wow, this is fucking crazy because it's so foreign to me. So I think when I find that, I'm like, okay, let's let's go. Let's do this because I can whatever you can't do, I will do for you. Right. You know, and that's the appeal. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's the appeal, you know.
0: Right on. Well, this was really really good. Thank you so much for coming on. Hey, thank you. Is uh is there any other stuff you want to mention that I didn't mention or that Shit. I didn't ask you about. It's uh, okay. I just want to be no, respectful here.
1: No, I mean, just check out the public announcement destination homepage at publicannouncement.org. For sure. I'll uh, plug it in the notes. That's there. And then I actually worked on, um, James and I worked on a really fun project for A24 films. Um, a movie just came out called A Ghost Story. Uh, this directed by this guy, David Lowry and stars Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara.
0: You worked on that?
1: Well, no, we worked, we made the zine for it. Oh, okay. Um, so the zine is available. It's at MoMA PS1. It's at Skylay Books in LA. It's in the Ace Hotels in New York and LA. Um, and it was just, it's just a really fun thing that we, David, the director was the guest editor, uh, James did the layout and then we just kind of built the content with the director. So it was a super fun, like print, like tangible thing that's out in the world. So that was cool. Wow. It just landed.
0: Dude, you're a man of many layers. <laughs>
1: dude, you don't even know. We didn't even get into personal stuff. <laughs> We're going to do a follow-up hour of mine. My- oh,
0: for sure. <laughs> All right, we'll do that next time.
1: Great, man. Thank you. All right, man. Thanks, dude. All two. right, later.
0: Thanks again for tuning in, folks. We'll be back next week. If you like what you heard, leave a review. It helps let others know and discover the show. Subscribe and listen to new and archive episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me elsewhere on the web on Instagram and Facebook at Blamopodcast. Or send me an email at jeremy at See you next week.